Did you know that the brokenness that you experience from that breakup produces fruit in your life? Yes, it causes things to spring up in your life that you may not want. In fact, I know you don't want them. Trust me, I know because I've been there. And we're going to talk about it today. We are going to name some of these fruits so that you can be aware of what's happening and so that you can change course and uproot those things and you can begin to see the fruit of the spirit instead. So don't miss this episode. It is definitely one that you're going to want to take some notes. Join me back in just a minute. Hey sis, welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing from my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups growing your relationship with God, and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis, and welcome back for another episode. I am so happy that you are joining me on today. Y'all, your girl has been down with COVID, and so this is the first episode that I am recording since then, so I am so grateful and so thankful. I have missed talking to y'all, and um, I'm just, you know, very happy to be on the other side of that and feeling better, so if you knew about it and you was praying for your girl, thank you so very much. I appreciate all your prayers and encouragement. So if you are new here and you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please hit your subscribe button wherever you are listening. And also, if you have not yet left your five-star written review, pause me and go leave your five-star written review. You guys, please write a review with it so that I know what you guys are thinking, what you like. I want other people to know what to expect when they come. It's, it gives me joy when I read your reviews. And trust me, I read each and every one of them. And so if you have written a review in the past, thank you so very much. It has touched me in ways you will not understand. And so I'm going to read one on today. And this one is from Grace. And it's titled, This Podcast Exudes Love. And it says, all the wisdom and encouragement that Candace shares really is applicable for anyone in any stage of life, not just after breakups, but just after life throws a curveball at you. You experience pain or loneliness and so much more. I love her practical biblical advice plus her grace-filled caring approach that makes you feel inspired and uplifted by sharing much needed truth and reflecting God's amazing love. Grace, thank you so very much for this heartfelt 
review. I am so thankful for you that you took the time out to actually write the review and let me know what you think about the podcast. So again, sis, if you haven't left your five-star review, please do that now. So I just want to give y'all just a little heads up. I know we said one episode a week, but there are some of you out there who are craving two episodes. And since my little season of doing guest episodes are over, I'm probably going to do about a month or so where I am going to do two episodes a week just for you guys who want a little extra right now. So be prepared for that. Two episodes a week. Yes, yes. And I'm excited about it. I can't lie. I love talking to you guys. <laughs> and I also have some more big news, but stay tuned. I'm kind of going to go into it at the end of this episode. But right now, I really want to dig into today's topic because it is a very, very important one. We talk a lot about encouragement and things and how to move forward. But today, I want us to give some words to the things that may be happening and springing up in our lives that we may not realize. You know, after you experience that breakup, you know, that brokenness is something serious, okay? We talked a lot, like I talked a lot about the broken lens that you have after you have been hurt in the way that heartbreak hurts you, okay? So when you're perceiving life through that broken lens, you tend to have things to spring up in your life that, you know, you maybe didn't even see coming. You know, that breakup may produce, you know, hurt and sadness, but there are some other fruits, some other seeds that are planted during the season that you have to watch out for, or else you're gonna look up six months, one year down the line and realize like, oh my gosh, I have all these like negative emotions, a different outlook on life, and I'm not liking how I feel. I don't like the way I view life. I'm not liking how I'm walking through life. So let's really like identify some of these things. And I'm going to give you this list of fruit that brokenness actually produces in your life. It's not an exhaustive list, you guys. Let me tell you, (laughs) the list is so long. The list is so, so long. Unfortunately, there are so many things that could come up and spring up as a result of the brokenness that you've experienced that you may be experiencing now in this season. But I am going to give you a list of 10 of them that I think are super um, important to be aware of because of how they are going to affect your life. So let's talk about it. Let's dig into it. The first one I want to talk about is the fruit of discontentment. So discontentment is, yes, you're not content. You're not satisfied with your life. And if you don't watch it, it could really spring up as fruit in different areas of your life when you are never satisfied with any part of your life. So maybe it started off that you were discontent because life didn't just just didn't work out the way you wanted to. You thought you were gonna end up with this guy and the relationship ended. And so you're like, now you're not content with that, but now you're not content with anything. Oh, you know, I'm not content with my job. I'm not content with my apartment or my house, or I'm not like everything. You're not satisfied by anything at this point. So you have to watch that seed. The second fruit is jealousy. So, you know, I've done a whole episode on jealousy. Okay. And this is a little sneaky something, right? Because sometimes we have the jealousy off. I've said it before. We don't want to admit to this one. 
We don't want to say it out loud. Nobody wants to say that they're a jealous person. You might say, I'm angry, I'm sad, you know, things like that. But you are less likely to say, I'm jealous of someone. But this fruit is something that you need to be aware of and need to identify because you don't want to walk through life like that. You don't want to walk through life jealous and wanting what someone else has. You're not, you're discontent, right? And so you're discontent with your own life and you're looking at other people's life, wishing that you were living their lives, not knowing the things that they are enduring, right? But regardless of whether they're enduring something or not, your life is your life and their life is their life, right? If God wanted you to have their life, you would have it. And so you have to be aware of the jealousy so that you can address it. And I will link the episode I did on jealousy in the show notes. So if you haven't listened to it, be sure to go and listen to that one. Number three, anger. So I need to do a separate episode on anger and I plan to do that because, you know, anger in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. But it's like when you let that anger come in and like really take root and spring up in your life, like really producing fruit, like the Bible says, I don't know the exact scripture, but it's like, you know, like human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires, like righteous anger, righteous indignation is what God desires. Like when people are are sinning and not living according to God, you have this righteous indignation about about the sin. But the anger that we are talking about here is anger from something that may have happened to you, something that occurred in your life is selfish anger. And so while we do feel it, sometimes the Bible says that, you know, you can be angry, but do not sin. And that's the problem because we have a hard time not letting the anger control our actions. So it becomes very, very dangerous. So number four, depression. So this particular season of life, sadness may overtake you in such a way that it will make you have trouble functioning day to day. Trust me, (laughs) I had to take a day or two off from work after the breakup when my heart was broken, where I just felt like, you know, I can't do it today. I can't put the face on today. I can't drag myself out of this house. I don't have the energy to muster up to even get out of here, let alone go around people, be fake and hold it together all day. I get it. And to some extent, I think it's it's natural, right? The sadness and the sadness can run deep to where it could feel like depression. And I call it situational depression because situations happen in our lives that cause us to be depressed for a season. The sooner you can get yourself out of that, the better. Because if not, it's just like the other things we talk about. It will come in and spring up and then the next thing you know, it's there to stay, right? (laughs) It doesn't go away. It will stay longer than it needs to. And so it's like no longer is it there helping you process emotions, helping you to grieve and come out of the situation, but it's actually keeping you stuck in that season. So you have to be careful about the depression. The fifth fruit is pessimism. So y'all, this one is so easy to do. It's so easy to get sucked into the pessimism because 
life is just life in. And yes, everything looks terrible around you right now because it did not go the way you wanted it to go. It didn't go the way you planned for it to go. So now you're just thinking like, oh, nothing's good. Nothing in the world is good anymore. You just have not pessimistic outlook on everything. The glass is always half empty half, instead of being half full. And you're just looking at life from this broken lens, as I talked about before. And so you're just everything. And it brings like, it's bringing you down. It's really causing you not just to look at life from the glass half empty, but you're living life as half empty. So that's no good for you, sis. That's not good for the future because when you live life from the glass half empty side of things, that's what you're gonna attract to you. You're gonna attract things from that half empty side. And you don't want that. You want to experience the fullness of God. You want the fullness of his promise. You want the fullness of his blessings. So that is one that is so easy to get sucked into because you're looking at things through your natural eyes right now and you're feeling like you're not able to see God's blessings. You're not able to see his goodness, but it is there. So be careful. Do not get sucked in. Do not let that fruit spring up in your life and start producing other little seeds and more of that fruit all over different areas of your life. Okay. The sixth fruit is victim mentality. So when this is whenever you feel like things just keep happening to you, like you have no control over your life, everybody is out to get you, people are out to hurt you, everything happens to you, nothing good happens for you. So you're always the victim. Like you're just like, you know, poor me, woe, it's me. It, you know, I can't get a break. People always hurting me. I can't find a good man. All these things, it's just like you're feeling like the victim, but you have to be able to pull yourself out of that mentality because the victim mentality is just that. It is a mental state of mind. It is not real. It is the way that you're choosing to think about things. So you need to go to your word and find scriptures to speak against that victim mentality. Romans, who is it? 12? Romans 12, one, I believe when they, uh, one and two, maybe when he says, you know, Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind through the word of God. So if you're having the victim mentality, like I can't catch a break, nothing good ever happens to me. This is my life now. I'm never going to be good enough. People are doing this to me. I don't have, like, if you're just feeling like people are doing things to you all the time and you have no control over anything that happens in your life or anything that happens in a particular area of your life, that's not true. It's not true, sis. So you have to renew your mind in that area of your life that no, you know, no other person has the ability to affect my life in that way. The only person I surrender to is God. You have to be like Jesus and say, no man takes my life. I lay it down. I love that scripture when Jesus said that, because I said he is a boss. He was like, what y'all talking about? Because people are talking about killing him and things like that. They, of course, they crucified him. But what they didn't understand was that even though they crucified his flesh, that he still lived. 
he still lived. He defied death and the grave. And so he said, no man has the power to take my life, but I will lay it down. He willingly laid down his life. So they had no control over what happened to him. When Peter, when the, when the guards came to get Jesus before the whole crucifixion happened, when they first came to seize him, Peter got angry and he chopped off one of the men's ears and Jesus rebuked him. And he said, if he said, I could have a, a legion of angels come to my aid right now at my word, if I wanted to, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, if I wanted a legion of angels, like I, I don't need you to fight for me. My father would send a legion of, angel, legion of angels for me, but he's like, I, he's choosing to humble himself in that way. And so he's like, you know, again, no man could come and take away his power. So you have to know that, that no one is victimizing you here. You, yes, bad things have happened in your life. You've had some experiences that have sucked. And this is one of them. But the here, but you have to say, you know, nobody's going to make me depressed. No, nobody's going to make me act out of character. No, nobody's going to take away my future. Nobody's going to take away my blessings of God. I'm choosing to surrender to him. I'm choosing to wait on him. I believe there's goodness. And those are the types of things that you have to declare. So that victim mentality, cut it off today, sis. Say today is the last day. The seventh fruit, toxicity. You guys, <laughs> this fruit, it, <laughs> I like to, I call it the stinky fruit. Because when you are a toxic person, like you give off a toxic aroma, it doesn't smell good. And so people don't want to be around you. People don't want to be around you unless, unless they don't smell the stench of the aroma because they're living in it too. So toxic people tend to get around other toxic people. Like they say, misery loves company. Well, so do the toxic people. And so the problem with the toxicity is that not only is it ruining your life, but you spill it over into the lives of other people who are around you. So then you, you let that spring up in your life and it's producing this rotten fruit because it ain't going to lead to anything good when you are holding on to things like bitterness. Bitterness is one big one that is going to, that's toxic and it's going to produce toxic fruit in your life. And so when you do that, like I said, if you have kids, if you have sibling relationships or friendships and people, when you start bleeding that over and you start spewing that toxicity over into their lives, they're either going to turn toxic with you or they are going to walk away from you and that relationship will be no more because only one of two things can happen. If they don't, rem if they don't turn toxic, they cannot remain in that environment. None of us can. We can't survive in toxicity like that without becoming toxic ourselves. If we're going to remain healthy, then we have to separate ourselves. So sis, choose today what you're going to do. Am I going to be toxic? Am I going to let these things come in and corrupt me and make me sick in my soul? Or am I going to walk away from that and get rid of all those toxic traits? And I'm going to give you a scripture in a little bit that's going to talk about those particular things from the Bible that it tells you to get rid of all of those things. So we're going to do that in a minute. 
but the toxicity sis don't don't and it's again these fruit are so easy to eat right it's so easy to because the seeds are there the seeds have been planted but it's up to you to uproot these seeds because you don't want them to actually spring up and grow in your life <clears throat> the eighth fruit manipulation so this one you do have to watch it is a sneaky little one <laughs> but manipulation is when you're trying to control someone else okay and manipulation is what they call a form of witchcraft black magic things that are not of god okay and so when you are trying to have control over someone else over their actions over their thoughts over their lives in a way that you are trying to manipulate situations, you use your words against them to keep them either captive or make them do what you want them to do, then you know that that's not good. Again, that is not of God because you now you're trying to take God's place. God is the one who should be leading and guiding them in their actions. And how is this a fruit of brokenness? Well, when you have been broken so many times, Sometimes it's our nature to want to take control over things. And instead of just trying to take control over our lives, we try to take control over other people's lives. So when somebody comes into our lives, say you try to date again and you want to control that person because you don't want them to hurt you, but that's not your job. Your job is to control you, your actions, put up your boundaries, ask the right questions, get to see this person for who they are, and then you decide whether or not you will move forward with that person or walk away. But you cannot make them be who you want them to be. You cannot make them do what you want them to do without practicing something that is not of God. So don't even try it. So again, I like to tell people all the time, all you can do is control yourself. You don't have control over anybody else, nobody else's life. When you try to control somebody else in their lives, then you are manipulating them and practicing witchcraft. And again, God is not pleased with that. So we don't want it. All right. Anything that doesn't please God, we do not want. The ninth fruit is fear. And this one is a hard one because it's like <laughs> things have happened and now it's like it shapes the way you see the world, of course. And it shapes how you move forward. And you would sometimes be like, oh no, it's boundaries. I'm being cautious. But sometimes, sis, you are acting out of fear. Fear that you are going to be hurt again. Fear that somebody's going to let you down again. Fear that God's not going to show up for you. But God said that his perfect love cast out all fear. So you have to be able to trust God as you walk through life after this breakup. I know it's hard. It's much easier said than done, but you have to be able to get rid of the fear because God said that doesn't come from here, he, from him. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind or some versions say self-control. Those are the things that he has given us, but not fear. He has specifically said, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So if it's not a spirit from God, then where do you think it came from? The enemy. The enemy wants you to live a fearful life. The enemy wants you to live in a way and move in a way that you're not trusting God because you can't have fear and faith. It's like if you are scared, <clears throat> 
If you are scared and you are letting your fear lead you in your actions, then you're not walking by faith. You're walking by sight. And the Bible warns us against that. They said, walk by faith and not by sight. But when you walk by what you see, then you are fearful and you cannot get where God wants you to be and you cannot do what God wants you to do and you cannot be who God has called you to be as long as you are walking in fear. So we got to deal with that, okay? And then number 10 is the inability to move forward. Y'all, and so this, like all the other things, the other nine things that I have named kind of lead to this. Any of them, any of these nine things I've named before can cause you the inability to move forward. Sis, you have to be able to move on from this life. I talk to women who have been in this space of heartbreak and not being able to let go of their ex and not being able to move forward for months and some for years, years they have spent in this. That is years wasted. Time that you could have been enjoying your life and living the abundant life that Jesus said that he came to give you because God does, had, did not design you to stay in this in this place, in this space forever. He wants you to walk out of that. And he has been dealing with me about how to help you to do that. And one thing that he's put on my heart to do is a free live heart healing workshop. Okay, so that's the news that I kind of wanted to tell y'all about that I will be doing a live heart healing workshop for free. And it is called what to do after a breakup because so many of you are getting stuck. You're getting stuck after the breakup. You're like, I don't know what to do. I've tried this. I've tried that and nothing is working. I can't let him go. I can't seem to stop loving him. I can't, I can't, I can't. Sis, you can and you will join me for this workshop. It's going to be happening Monday, September 25th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? We're gonna get together on a Zoom and I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna show you, walk you through the process live of how to move forward, how to get over this breakup, how to really get to the place that God is calling you to be. So again, I have a link for you to register. You do have to register because it is a private Zoom link that you will get and I will, um, be meeting with you guys, but I cannot wait to do this because when God called me to start this podcast, he told me, he said, there are too many of my daughters who are staying stuck. There are too many of my daughters that can't move forward who are dealing with this particular specific issue of heartbreak. And they need to know what you know. They need to know that I helped you to overcome and they need to know how I helped you to overcome. So join me on that day. Go right now and register. The link is in the show notes. Now, before I leave you guys, I want to give you some scriptures to ponder on, okay? So we're talking about all these fruit, right? And these fruit that are from brokenness. And I understand you're in this place and that is okay because the biggest thing I wanted to do today was to help you name these fruit because if you can't name it, you don't know what you uprooting, right? You need to know what the fruit is so you can distinguish good from bad fruit. We want to know the bad fruit so that we can pluck that up and get that out of your life. 
So the scriptures I want you to ponder on first is Ephesians 4 and 31. And it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. So these things go in line with a lot of the things that I just named, those 10 fruit that I've just named, okay? The Bible says, get rid of that. Ephesians, that's Paul speaking. He's like, get rid of these things. And he was talking to the church of Ephesus at the time. And he's like, they were a young church. And they were trying to, you know, learn about Jesus and how to be a follower of Jesus. And so he's like, get rid of all these things. Sis, you are a Christian woman. You want to be the woman that God has called you to be and live in your your calling, your purpose, and the fullness of who he called you to be. So these are the things you have to get rid of and break up Heartbreak will make you feel this. It will make you feel the bitterness, the rage, the anger. It will make you use harsh words and slander the other person and have other evil behaviors. But Paul is specifically saying, get rid of those things. So ponder on Ephesians 4 and 31. The next scripture is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So there's so much in these two verses, let me tell you. But, you know, the biggest thing is that we are stripping off the weights, the things that are weighing us down and slowing us down and tripping us up on our journey. You need to strip those things off. So again, those not those 10, I'm sorry, those 10 things that I gave you are the things that you need to be, like I said, uprooting, stripping them off. They're weighty. They're slowing you down on this race. So, so strip them off, as he said in Hebrews 1. But also the thing I want to point out is to keep your eyes on God, right? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on what is said before you. We are so often looking back that we are not able to look ahead. It said Jesus was able to endure the cross because there was a joy set before him. And now he's like seated right at on the side of God, right at the throne of God. And so you want to be seated in your heavenly place. In order to get there, you have to endure your cross. It ain't the same as Jesus's cross, okay? But you do have to make it through this season of your life. And you can, you will. Because Jesus says Jesus is our champion, right? If he did it, then he has given us the power to do it as well. So be, in, be encouraged by that. And then I have one more scripture. It's Psalms 34 and 18. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescued those whose spirits are crushed. And so sis, if your spirit is feeling crushed right now, know that God is there to rescue you. He is close to you. He is he is nearer to you now than ever before, right? Because think about it. I know for my kids, when they fall and they hurt themselves and they or they find themselves in trouble, I'm closer to them than when they're just out there doing doing their little thing, having fun 
playing, laughing. But when something is wrong, as a parent, I am close. I'm there because I want to help them. I want to rescue them. So if I would do that for my children, as the Bible said, as an evil person, that's what they call us in one of those scriptures is like, but how much more would our heavenly father not also give us all things? How much more will our heavenly father not be close to us in our times of hurt and in our times of grief? And when we have fallen and when we have experienced a test or trial that it has hurt us. So know that he is close to you and all you have to do is let him in. And he will rescue you from this particular situation. It may not happen. You may not see all you want to see overnight and that's okay. But know that he's working. As long as you're letting him in and allowing him to do the work in you, then he is working. So trust the process. Trust God. Know that he loves you and that he has good plans for you and that they will come to pass. They will come to pass. So that is it. Ponder on those three scriptures and, you know, take heed about these 10 fruit of brokenness. I'm going to just uh, go through them really quick again. One, discontentment. Two, jealousy. Three, anger. Four, depression. Five, pessimism. Six, victim mentality. Seven, toxicity. Eight, manipulation. Nine, fear. And 10, the inability to move forward. Again, sis, I really hope that you will join me for my free workshop so we can talk about these things and talk about what to do after a breakup so that you don't find yourself stuck in this place any longer than you need to be. All right. I love you so much. I'm so happy that you joined me on today and know that I am always praying for you and you can pop over to the Facebook group and let me know which one of these things you may be struggling with and how I can pray for you. I love you, sis, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.